the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, president of Max Out Savings Advisors. I'm here with uh, Kevin Charles today helping out, and we are uh, talking savings investments in your retirement, as always. Our, our motto and our philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And we've we got uh, quite a bit to talk about on the show today. We're going to be talking about 401k contributions from employers. We're going to be talking about ETFs and some interesting things happening that they're up to there. Uh, we're going to be talking about why are interest rates going up. Uh, this is... Uh, We've had a big move up in interest rates here recently. So I want to just get started uh, hitting some of these questions. Uh, the, uh, uh, as we talked about, our motto is to save aggressively and, and really, and of course invest conservatively, but saving aggressively, we want to have everybody saving at least 10% plus the company match. And, and the company matches typically range between the first 3% to 5% uh, 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 of of your uh, of your salary, and so if you put in three percent, they'll match three percent. If you put in five, they'll put in five. It, it varies from company to company. Houston has some of the better four hundred one k plans out there. Uh, Conoco, for one, puts in a nine percent, which is a pretty good deal. And this this lets you you build up money. And and, and sort of how how this works is. Is if you put away ten percent, you get a five percent match. That's a fifteen percent total savings rate. Which really, if you look at the at the savings numbers, this is what you need to be saving for retirement. If you look at the research, the number comes in. I think some of the research I saw was about thirteen point nine percent. So, so, so this is a good day. And, and and what's happening is is companies are putting in more money, and it's been rising over time as people are becoming more and more concerned about retirement. Yeah, if you look at the at the at the average match, it was around four percent in um, in two thousand seven and eight. It, it was around actually four point one. It kind of bounced around, and then it went down to three point eight during the financial crisis. And now it's actually it, it's bumped up in, into four point four four point five percent range, which is is a pretty good place to be. So so. Uh, it, it, it thing, the good news is, is is companies are starting to match more. They're starting to put more money into retirement 
uh, for their employees. If you, if you actually look at the numbers, around 2008 or 2007, it got up to be about a little around $3,000, and then it went down to about $2,900. Uh, and, and now it's up to $3,600 uh, per employer contribution. So people are putting more money in into their savings. And so th- this is a pretty exciting thing is, is that you're starting to see companies come up and match more money. Remember, Houston, Texas is number four. Four in the United States for for uh, people saving money, the number is about thirteen point nine percent in your savings plan, which is really pretty exciting. So, the, I think the people in Houston, Texas, really get the importance of saving money in those plans. This is how you build up wealth is in your savings plan. It's virtually impossible to save it elsewhere. Now, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. I have a question for you myself, actually. If you could put that into terms of a guy, say, making $100,000 a year, what kind of difference will that make in his retirement plan when he you jump in on those savings and they're giving you that matching fund? Well, for instance, if you're putting away 10% mm-hmm. and you're getting a 5% match, you're, you're looking at $15,000 a year is what you're getting. It, it, and it's even better than that because you're getting a deduction on that interest. So you're paying no you're paying no income tax on that interest, on that $15,000. So you so not only do you have $15,000 saved up, but you also are not paying taxes on that money. So it, it's 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 what's known as before tax money, which is a good deal. And then mm-hmm. it grows tax free. Very nice. Now, at Max Out Savings Advisors, what do you recommend people do in, as far as investments in those funds? Do you do you guys help them out? Uh, help people out? Yeah, our, our clients. To, to what we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors, we manage it through a um, through. Uh, we tend to manage IRA rollovers, trust, bigger money. The, a lot of our clients have 401k plans. We want them to continue saving the money in that, and then we'll help them out with their – they'll just email us what their choices are, and we'll help them out there for free on that part. Right. Now, I guess we've got a call coming in from Bill. Let's see if we can get Bill. Bill, you there? Yeah, Ted. Can you hear me? Sure. You had a question for us. Yeah, I wonder if you explained the volatility in the 10-year Treasury. I've got about a three-part question. Okay. One, it's following a pretty pronounced down channel since uh, early last year. Okay. Now, uh, do you expect this to go lower? And I look at the chart of the uh, two-year. It seemed like it, it, it made a bottom in uh, September of 11, went flat in May of 13, and then started rising. Do you anticipate the uh, tenure to do the same thing, and do you think it will follow a flattening out channel for a while before it starts to uh, ascend? Oh, now, do you mean you mean the tenure yield? Yeah, yes, that's what I mean. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. And, yeah. and, and the and the tenure is has cut has gone up in here. Uh, and and uh, let me see here if I've got, uh, you know, this is that that that's actually an ec- excellent question in. Um, and then the, I have one more, too. Okay. Uh, I tell you, look, I think – here's the deal. The economy has been slowing down since the beginning of the year. It, it's pretty clear if, if you look at, re, at retail sales, particularly if you look at wholesale sales, if you look at your inventories, if you look at the employment numbers, if you look at the exports, the economy is very clearly slowing down. Uh, that the, Given that's the case, the, 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 the 10-year yield should have been dropping. 
which means, oh, no, the economy's slowing. Interest rates are going to go lower. But that, that's not the case. It, it, it went down into the end of January, and then it started going up. And it went from 1.65% up to 2.34%. That's about a 26% move. I actually did some work on this this morning. And mm-hmm. uh, and so what's going on here? I, and the 30 years, even even a little worse, it's, it went from 2.25 to 3.1. That's almost a 30% move, uh, over 30% move there uh, on interest rates, which is a big spike up. In a decline, in in a clearly decelerating economy. Now, a couple things: either people are afraid that the Federal Reserve, that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, and that could be it, and they're trying to get a jump on it. But but uh, I think it doesn't go much higher right now, uh, because I think if it does, the stock market's going to fall apart, and when that does, the rates are going to go back down again. Yeah, because today in the the latest issue of IBD, they're talking about there's uh, the futures have got an 18 basis point uh, or 18 percent chance of rising in June, uh, September, and then now 51 percent going in December. What's your thinking on when the Fed and if the also we are, we know the economy is slowing down. They're on the first page of the paper. They're they're talking the R word today. Yes, uh, the strong. Do- I mean, I just think there's too many headwinds in the front of the Fed to raise rates. What's your thoughts? Well, you know, that's a good question, Bill. I, I tell you what, I think the Fed would like to raise rates. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and here's the problem the Fed's got is people, we are are six years into an economic recovery that's been a bit marginal at best. But uh, after – and we have zero interest rates, which which a policy should only be put in place in a financial emergency. We're six years into the recovery. And look, I was up in Dallas this week. I met with uh, Congressman Henseling, who's head of the Financial uh, Service fin- financial Affairs Committee in the House, and they mm-hmm. have some jurisdiction over the Federal Reserve, basically expressing my uh, really extreme disappointment with the Federal Reserve. And, and I, I feel like they, they need to raise interest rates up because I think it's starting to gum up the economy. And, and, and I, I feel like – I feel the, the – the, the free market system doesn't function very well at zero interest rates. And, and I think the Fed – I don't believe I'm the only one complaining about the Fed. As a matter of fact, some really big guys on Wall Street are all saying the same thing, and there's a lot of support for this. And I think the Fed is trying to get out of this as gracefully as possible. They should have done this two years ago, and, and now the economy is starting to slow. I think they're going to maintain maintain their their objective of raising rates in toward the end of the year and I think unless the stock market has a substantial sell-off and the economy decelerates, they're going to hold that position. And I think they're going to hold – they're going to continue to tell people they're going to do that until you get a substantial market correction, and only then will they back off. Yeah, okay. That's that's what I think because, you know, if they're looking over their shoulders, you've got the rest of the world going into QE. And I think the last thing that they're fearful of is that they don't want to start raising rates, and then the economy tanks, and then they have to lower them. Yeah. Well, but now, but keep in mind, if they yeah, they should have raised them a year ago. So then, if yeah. the economy started tanking, they could have lowered them. And look, yeah, th- th- they're behind the curve. Is what what's happened to them? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Ted. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you, Bill.
I want to remind you, you're listening to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. It's a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, and it's live and local from Houston every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. And I believe we may have another caller on the line right now, Ted. I think that's Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan? Yes, sir. Hi. Good. You had a question for us. Yes, sir. I heard you talking about 401ks earlier. My question is this. I mean, what if my company does not offer a 401k? What are some good options? Okay. That, you know, that, that's a really good question. It makes it much tougher, and we, we have a lot of people that, that this happens to. In that case, the easiest way to do things is to do open up an IRA and just put away some money. You can put away $5,500 a year in an IRA in 6500 if you're over 50 years old. So, okay, great. So uh, that's the best way to do it. If you want to save more money than that, you can also. I would work. I would look at doing a Roth IRA. Uh, th- those are those are some of the things you can do, and also you can talk to your employer about maybe coming up with some type of savings plan. Okay, great. Very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, and Jonathan, that's a difficult thing. It's harder because it's it, it it's very simple if it just gets taken out of your check ahead of time and you don't notice it. Uh, but by the way, if you start taking the money out of your out of your uh, uh, plan, one thing you can do is you can work and you can get with your HR people and have them adjust some of the taxes down a little bit, some of your withholdings to take to take into account you're putting away money in your uh, IRA. Okay. Thank you very much. Very helpful. Okay. Thank and you. If you do have a 401k, do you have any need for an IRA as well? You know, you can put away up to $18,000 in an IRA into a 401k and up to up up to 24,000 if you're over 50 for some people that that go over the limits they like to do that and sometimes they'll only they'll put 10% in there and then put the extra into an IRA it's just i like to convince people to put as much money into an IRA into their 401k plan as as possible and and you know to the point our clients come in and they'll open up an account say they leave one company they go to another company they do an ira rollover to us and then they so they open up they have a 401k plan at the new company they said well ted should i start sending you a check i said no do the same thing with that 401k plan over there because the reason why i do this charles is i always know that what people will do is I know if it's taken out automatically out of the 401k plan, they'll just forget about it and it's taken out. If they have to send a check up, the minute they have to buy a new car or have a health care expense, they'll, they'll, they'll slow down in their savings plan, and I don't want that to happen. All right. Well, coming up in just a little bit, we'll tell you more about 401ks. We've also got, uh, as he said, EFTs. We'll have to find out exactly what that ETFs. is. We'll, ETFs. I'm yes. sorry, I got it out of order, too. That is too. a very common error. It's a very error. common error. Exactly right. I want to remind you also, you can sign up for the free newsletter, the Max Out Savings newsletter. I get it now. Uh, it's a very simple process. Go to maxoutsavings.com. That's M-A-X outsavings.com and you can sign up with just a few keystrokes on your computer and start getting that newsletter as well not going to put you on somebody's mailing list and try to spam you with all sorts of things it's just uh, a little bit of information that shows up in your every now and then oh also we got that seminar that's right coming up next week i believe it's uh one day next tuesday week. tuesday, tuesday next the week in clear lake excuse me so we'll uh you can look for that information as well on the website again that's maxoutsavings.com we'll take a break and we'll come right back the max out savings show with ted gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070 ted gioka will return after these messages
Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Hi, this is Sam Malone, and we welcome aboard Colonial Brass to the show. Colonial Brass, known all throughout Houston, Texas, as the company that comes out and does the front door brass hardware refinishing service, and they do it in the same day. Colonial Brass, they take care of all brands and styles where, right on the front door of your house. They come over, they remove the entryway hardware, they polish it, antique it, lacquer it, and reinstall it on the exact same day. Same day service. This is where realtors go, uh, painters call, contractors call, Colonial Brass, 713-784-7765. Look, don't throw away, don't throw away the entryway hardware. Restore it with Colonial Brass. See their work online, colonialbrass.net, colonialbrass.net. Same day, front door, brass hardware refinishing service. Colonial Brass. This radio station exists to fulfill your insatiable appetite for news and information. If it happens here or around the world and it matters to you, we'll be the first to tell you about it and what it means. But that's not all. Our sister station exists to give your life meaning and purpose through the teaching of the Holy Bible. AM 1070, The Answer, exists to tell you about the world. 100.7 The Word, KKHT, exists to change the world. Together, we can do it. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Morning, and welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I think we, we've got sun out there today. Absolutely. God, my God, the traffic this, <laughs> this week was just like, you know, I, was, I have to bring a survival you know, thing in my car with food and drink and everything else to get home. Uh, the uh, uh, okay, uh, you know, we're just uh, touching base a couple things on the, on our seminar coming up. In in this is kind of uh, we we have a seminar coming up. We, we had a, a, a great one. It was a lot of fun up in the woodlands, and it, we have one in Clear Lake on Tuesday. If we still have some seats available for that, it's a free seminar. It, it, th- these are are not real big events. You're not going to be in a ballroom with hundreds of people. And really, I, I try to structure these to sort of show you what our philosophy is at Max Out Savings Advisors, show you our outlooks for the economy, how we're positioning clients. And also, uh, we, we we leave a lot of time for questions, uh, to, for people to sit there and ask questions and, 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 and get some of the, their, their questions answered. And so they, I, I really like people to leave at learning something from our seminars and, uh, and and so we spend a lot of time on that. They, they, they're not too long, and I, I think this one is is Tuesday evening in Clear Lake, Charles. Right, it is, and and it's absolutely free. There's no no cost to get in or anything. You just go to the website, sign up. It'll get you all the information as to where you need to be Tuesday. Yeah, maxoutsavings.com. Absolutely. It, now earlier we were talking about just before the break. Yeah. We mentioned the letters ETF. Yeah, it, what, what exactly does ETF mean? First of all, well, this is exchange traded funds, and this is one. There's a lot of money. This is a real hot area. Uh, when an exchange traded fund, 
think more of a mutual fund that trades on the uh, stock exchange. So you can buy and sell it during the day. And, and what you're really looking at here is uh, is now the ETFs tend not to be as actively managed as a mutual fund. They, they, they some of them had set portfolios like the SPY, which is the S&P 500. Some of them are a bond index. Some of them are, are a little bit more actively traded. There's hundreds of these funds out there nowadays, and everything from from uh, the, the S&P 500 to high yield to emerging markets to the Brazil ETF, the India ETF, the Russia ETF, uh, the European ETF. So there's a lot of ways you can sit there and move into markets using the ETFs, which is, sounds good. There's There's billions of dollars has poured into the sector and and the uh, uh, the fed and a number of other people the the uh the, the the treasury have become increasingly concerned about the liquidity in the ETFs ET, here's a good thing about ETFs we we can zip in and out of ETFs uh and we we buy a few ETFs not too many from at max out savings advisors i think we have a a shorter term treasury fund right now just because it's easier we can just go buy it and then get out if if need be we're really buying using we like the liquidity but once you start deviating into other areas uh of uh, say brazil or high yield the liquidity is somewhat suspect and one of the things that's that's come out has been and this has been this is we've been talking about this for a while and at the beginning of the year on our free max out savings report we said look one of the big stories for 2015 was going to be liquidity and it's coming up and, and what this is going to result in is is much more volatile markets because we no longer have the liquidity in the markets due to the franken died and the changes on Wall Street, and also the fact that that we had a severe financial crisis, and so people are gun shy and it would be quick to sell, and and so I came across a story that that some of the bond funds, the big exchange traded funds, ha- are looking at uh, taking out. Uh, taking out credit uh credit lines to 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 boost the liquidity in the fund and that concerns me a little bit it, the theory being is if all the investors hit the hit the bid at once the the the, the, the exchange traded fund borrows money <laughs> to pay those investors that want to get out but the problem is is that leaves the other investors more levered up at the worst possible time and and, and so this is kind of a concern uh, for us, and, and it's something that we want to watch. And so I think what this means is you better be have a pretty quick trigger finger on some of the high-yield ETFs and in, in small, small cap or, or uh, emerging market ETFs and stuff. Watch it because if it looks like liquidity is a problem, I would sell those funds because you could get trapped in them and uh with 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 the ETFs levering the ETF up to pay investors to go out that would be like a hedge fund borrowing to sit there and pay the other investors out and then you're stuck with the rest of the assets and so what you've done is you've actually increased your leverage uh this is a little complicated, but this is sort of a warning sign of some of the potential problems out there in the markets. I think we've got a call coming in from Brian Brian. Good morning. To, how are you doing today? I'm good, but now I'm a little scared. I, I, how do I know if I if my portfolio includes some of these ETFs? Is, is this something my broker should be? Who, who's watching? Who's minding the store? Who, well, who should it, be watching it? Yeah, I, I, there, there's a couple things. Typically, we're we're advisors at Max Out Savings Advisors, so our clients' assets are all being managed by us, and we're making the decisions. But if you have a broker, 
you know, I would ask them if you have some ETFs about what type of liquidity do these things really have, and could there be a problem with selling? If is you this something, what's that? Is this something I should watch? I mean, do I monitor this monthly or, or weekly, or when do I look? Well, how often do I have to check? I mean, uh, is this something that could change overnight? Oh, yeah, I think it can. How how you want to watch this stuff is if you start seeing the market getting real volatile, up or down three hundred points, that's when you want to start paying more attention to your ETFs real quickly. That that's going to be that that'll be the trigger point you want to watch. And on the bond ETFs, you want to watch it. If interest rates continue to go up, you want to be careful there as well. Okay, but again, is this something that I should expect my broker to do? Yeah, I think your broker should be watching it. But a lot of these brokers don't really understand some of the pitfalls of ETFs. A lot of, look, there's a lot of brokers building portfolios of ETFs for their clients that don't understand the potential liquidity problems. So I would ask him. Uh, your broker, I'd say, hey, have you reviewed this in case we have some type of problem of really how much how much liquidity is really in this ETF? I would ask him that question, and he'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay, thanks. And the reason is, Brian, that with the ETFs is is if there's no liquidity, when, when you go to try to sell – you could drop the price. Look, when we're buying something, we're buying three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars worth of stuff at a time for our clients, and and or more. And 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 you could, if if we come in dumping things on very thin markets, uh, you have to be careful. I mean, we were we were looking at buying a a foreign stock, a actually pretty famous foreign stock that just doesn't have a big market capitalization, and we spent ten minutes on the phone. With with TD Ameritrade's uh, foreign people discussing how we can buy this stock and and how much liquidity we had in it, and and there we know we have to be a little more careful with the liquidity on it. But it's a high quality situation. But some of this other stuff, it's not out there. Uh, okay, one more item. Yeah. Is this something I should stay far far away from, or is this something that does have benefit if you monitor it properly? Oh, it absolutely has benefit if 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 you do look etfs are a lot this is one of the biggest trends on wall street it it really gives you it, it's an easy way to buy into different in uh areas of investments quickly without having to to go buy different stocks and bonds it's very popular so i would i would definitely stay in it but my only point is watch understand that liquidity could be a problem Thanks. This Thanks liquidity problem is creeping up throughout the markets, and sometime soon it's going to have a major impact. And, and, and most people do not understand how it's all going to affect it. And, and what worries me is is when they have to start putting in uh, credit lines of credit backstops, that means they think there's a potential problem. You know, I, I may need some – how do I get in touch with you? Uh, you can give us a call at 713-627-0400 or you can go to the website by the 713-627-0400 or the website at uh, ted uh, i mean at maxoutsavings.com and uh you can request an appointment thanks thanks very much good good call thank you Brian and you now max out savings does kind of keep a monitor on this though if if people have their money invested yeah, through yeah, you guys, we right? watch this stuff and you know sometimes we let that stuff fall more if we really have a lot of confidence in it but we're, look, where we've done really well for our clients over the years is we saw 2008 coming. I mean, we, we actually wrote that there was going to be failures of the investment banks, so we sort of got out of the way. So if you sort of understand the potential problems in the, in the ETFs, then you can kind of stay away from it.
Right. So not for the passive investor, though. Uh, it need to be actively watching or having someone actively watch for uh, you? To a point. I mean, to a point. I mean, okay. ETFs can be somewhat passive, but just understand if volatility starts, if you see the market going up and down two or 300 points, you better have your guard up on that sector. All right. I want to remind you, it's the Max Out Savings Show. Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, and you can call with your questions, 713-339-1070, 1070 And, and, uh, <coughs> uh where this, I tell you, where, where they're more concerned, it's going to be a problem. A couple areas you want are high yield ETFs, corporate bond ETFs, mm-hmm. foreign bond ETFs. And look, I, I was at a conference up in Boston a couple months ago. I listened to a, a guy named David Glancy, and David is one of the top uh, fund managers at Putnam. A brilliant individual. He has a Putnam Spectrum funds. And if you have concerns like this, he's he's the guy. He's a great fund, uh, great person to put in your four hundred one k plan, the Putnam Spectrum funds. And what he is, his he he used to run, I think, the Fidelity Leverage Fund, and he was bond manager of the year. Uh, I don't know, five or ten years ago, for the, for all managers. And 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 his fund, he has an equity fund, and he has an equity and uh, high yield fund. And his equity and high yield fund is. Right now, in the the bond fund, the 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 high yield side is mostly cash right now, and he really thinks that the market's overvalued, and he he has real concerns about liquidity in here. And this is a very bright guy, so if you have some concerns like that, the Fidelity, I mean the Putnam Spectrum funds are, are a pretty good place to be. Take a look at him. This guy is a, an extremely shrewd uh, manager, uh, and. Uh, he, but it, and it's the same thing we heard from him as his concerns about liquidity, and so this is something you want to watch because remember on an ETF, the the exchange traded fund you bought the ETF is basically a, a a package of if it's a bond fund it's a package of of if it's corporate bond fund corporate bonds, well in theory they have to sell the bonds out on the other side now now maybe what happens is I I sell my 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 uh, high yield ETF. And you decide to buy it at the same time, so we just cross and there's no liquidity. But at the end of the day, Charles, me, you, and Josh all dump our our ETF at the same time. They have to sell the bonds themselves if there's no buyers. And then that could start pushing these markets down. And so right now, if this makes any sense, the liquidity in these things is in the trading back and forth of the ETF. But if there's no sellers... Then the liquidity driver becomes the price of the underlying bonds. Not, a lot of people don't understand that, but that's a big deal in a crisis. A little while ago when we were in the break, you, you were talking about this, and you mentioned something about the possibility of becoming overweighted in a particular category as a result of these. Uh, yeah, that, that, what simply that means, that means is if, if the ETF borrows on their credit line 10% to pay out all the investors at one out, they might have 110% weighting in the portfolio. So you have more leverage in a declining asset. Okay. This is some, we're talking about a possibility in the future, but that's what our clients pay for us at Max Out Savings Advisors are problems, and we try to figure out ways to stay around them. And I try to bring them to you in our newsletter at maxoutsavings.com, and also I, I try to bring them, uh, uh, you know, out when we talk on the show. So if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 
1070. And we can also remind you, you can probably ask these questions at the seminar on Tuesday in the Clear Lake area as well. That's correct. And yeah. uh, you can do it in person that way. Uh, a little intimate gathering of folks, and there are still some openings now. If you would like to uh, either call the office or go to the website, you can sign up for that as well as the newsletter. Again, that's at maxoutsavings.com. That's M-A-X with one X. MaxOutSavings.com. Yeah, O-U-T. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, yeah. I hopefully they know how to say maxed it. Maxed well. out like E D. No, it's M A. I got gotcha. you. O U T. Max. Want to make sure. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, but so that's just something to 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 watch here. Uh, a couple interesting things. Big news out of China. We've been looking at China. Uh, we've we've written, talked a lot about China. Uh, China has a, a very high debt levels, about 260% debt, some of the highest in the world. Their debt has gone from about 100, I'm kind of paraphrasing the numbers, but about 150 to 200% of GDP since the last financial crisis in 2008. Well, yesterday they, they told uh, financial institutions to keep lending to local on local government projects. This is great. Even if the borrowers are unable to make payments or make principal or interest payments on the existing loans. Uh, you know, it explicitly banned institutions from cutting off or delaying funding to any local government project that was started before the end of last year. And said any project that was unable to repay the existing loan should have their credit debt negotiated or extended. I mean, it, 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 basically what it, it sounds like... Uh, that that China is really getting concerned about their debt levels over there, and, and if you look at if you look at the numbers coming out of China, like rail car loadings, uh, electricity usage, uh, Baltic freight index, all uh, you know, these numbers are really t- telegraphing that China is slowing down. I, I saw the other day that uh, that cocoa. Chocolate uses usage in China was slowing down. I mean, everything is. is uh, we were actually doing some work in the beer area in China, and beer sales dropped the percent or so. And that's a pretty steady type of. In, that's a very you know you can go through a recession and typically beer prices don't beer doesn't <laughs> drop at all. One steady, I got you. Yeah, and, and so China really appears to be slowing down, and so this is the way for China to come in and try to stabilize. Their situation over there. Uh, we've written a lot about China. We've been to China. I've been to China and talked about it in the Max Out Savings Report about the, the just ridiculous real estate bubble that, and you know, I basically said China is basically Houston, Texas in 1980 with about 20 cities the size of Houston, Texas. I mean, it's just the most absurd thing the world's ever seen. But so the Chinese are, are what they're going to do is they're going to extend. They're going to renegotiate these loans and try to. Get things going. What this is telling us is China is going to be slow for a number of years' growth going forward. So anyway, uh, we're going to be talking some more about interest rates, about the stock market hitting new highs, what's going on with the economy. Look, we got a lot of of, of strange things happening in the world, and and I'm going to we touched base on some of those earlier in a a phone call we did. We're going to talk some more about that after this quick break. And by the way, uh, what Charles? What's that number people can call us? If the they have a phone number for calling in is 713-339-1070, just like the frequency here, 1070, 339-1070. We'll look forward to hearing from you. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, 
motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for the townhall.com Weekend Journal. Conservatives in the United Kingdom post a surprisingly lopsided victory, giving Prime Minister David Cameron a vote of confidence. We'll talk with John Fisher Burns. It's without doubt one of the most uh, watershed elections since the Second World War. And former Secretary of State for Defense in the United Kingdom, Dr. Liam Fox. I want us to have a much looser relationship with Europe. Meanwhile, a bad actor acts up again. This is a game changer because it means that the North Koreans will be able to sneak up on our Pacific coast. And the new study shows a big downward shift in the size of the United States Christian population. Dennis Prager thinks non-Christians should be very concerned. This country will not survive becoming a godless society. Sorry, folks. All this and more. Don't miss it. Fast, engaging, insightful. TheTownHall.com Weekend Journal. TheTownHall.com Weekend Journal. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement uh, if you got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. A couple things I, I wanted to t- talk about here. Uh, in, in our seminar, we've we got a seminar coming up next week. And one of the things I was talking about this, that, at the seminar this week was really what's going on with uh, uh, oil in, in here. And we get a lot of questions. And we did some – we've done some work on this. And interestingly enough – the dollar, the oil has moved inversely to the dollar, uh, starting in in late June of last year. So when the dollar began its massive run higher, almost within three days, oil prices started going down from 105 and ultimately bottom in uh, in March, right around March 16th uh, of this year. Well, coincidentally, that's a, a, almost exactly to the day, within one day of when the dollar topped. And, and and so I'm not sure what to make of that. A couple things. I, I think what that really tells you is 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 this move in oil has not been exactly random. Because uh, I, I, I just find it impossible to believe that oil in the dollar could top. Uh, the oil could dollar could bottom and oil could top almost with to the day and then bottom where where the dollar could top and then oil would bottom to the to the day as well i mean i just find that just ridiculous it, it's just too coincidental and and so uh, it, looking at this going forward i i don't think the dollar goes much lower near term and if that's the case then oil should not go uh, oil should be topping right here 
in the $60, the $62, dollars $60, $62 range. So this is something to see. Uh, it, it's, it's very unusual, but it's very clearly there's a pattern. Uh, when uh, the dollar goes down for a big move, oil goes up and vice versa. Uh, and, and, and so that I, I think oil's probably topping in here. Now, the good news is some of the even at the sixty dollar level, I'm starting to hear some oil companies talk about maybe putting some more rigs back to work. And I, I think that they're comfortable enough that they've got some of their drilling costs down to such in, in, in their servicing costs that they can they can produce at this level. And make good money. So this is really good news. Is that at sixty dollars, I think this whole thing is a little bit, a little bit better than the. the, the at forty three dollars, we're really in big trouble in Houston. Uh, anyway, so just it doesn't look to me like oil prices are going much higher. And I'm basing that basically on this move in the the dollar. And I'm thinking that the dollar is, is. Is somewhat the driver, and the dollar's probably it had a big run. It's had a substantial correction, and now it probably just sits here and maybe goes back up again. Uh, the I also wanted to touch base. Uh, and we had a caller earlier at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Talk it. We were asking about interest rates, and really the move in interest rates, where interest rates have have really. They 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 bottomed and then they, they, uh, in at the beginning of January at the end of January and then they've since moved up, and and if you look at going into this year and if you listen to what we've talked about in this show is we said look, at the beginning of the year and late last year, the consensus on Wall Street was hey the economy is going to come be we're going to be roaring back in 2015 we're building on our momentum uh, you're, we're looking at probably three and a half maybe four percent growth if we're lucky. Uh, for 2015. And and what we said is, and they also said, look, all prices have dropped. And, and this is really good news. The consumer is going to take that money in resale sales in the first and second quarter are really going to take off. And we said, no, that's not going to happen. And we said the economy is going to slow down. And we laid out the case that uh, energy infrastructure, capital spending worldwide in 2007 and 8 was about 400 450 billion when oil prices went up to $100 and the shale boom started that led to capital expenditures for energy worldwide to go up to 900 billion give or take a billion during these those years so about a 400 billion dollar jump up in capital spending because oh and we said now this is going to all come down and slow down so the economy is going to slow down and when we said look the economy is not going to recover i don't know what these people are smoking up on <laughs> up in cnbc and in washington but they're they're wrong and, and and so that's pretty much what's what's happened and and if you look at retail sales have have been dropping all year. Wholesale sales have been dropped for four straight months, uh, and we've seen other other things as well. We've seen inventories have gone up, which is which means they're selling even less than they're they're producing. Uh, also, looking at the uh, at the industrial production, it's dropped. Uh, the uh, factory orders have, are, uh, have dropped all year. Factory new orders have been dropping, and, and so. The economy is very clearly slowing. In September, late September, the consensus earnings growth for for the S and P five hundred was about eight point nine percent growth for two thousand fifteen. We've been running. It depends on how you're looking at the numbers, but we've been running closer to two, one to two percent at best case. In some in some quarters, we're looking at negative negative growth on the S and P five hundred for earnings. 
you mentioned though that that interest rates. How does this all play in with that together? You're talking about the Fed maybe raising those interest rates, and if so, what's that going to do to us then? Well, the the Fed has been talking about raising short-term interest rates, in and and so they've been talking all year about raising interest rates. And the problem is, and as we talked about a little earlier in the show. The Fed desperately wants to raise interest rates. We're seven, six or seven years from a financial crisis, and the Federal Reserve has put in place ZERP, which is zero interest rate policies. Now, there's two problems with that. Number one, the free market system, in my opinion, begins to, to it doesn't function as well with no interest rates. It, it just it just doesn't work. Savers don't make any money. There's too much money in the system. Infinite amounts of capacity comes on. Uh, it's just it's one problem after another. And, and so they have emergency policy in place that they have to roll back. And, and the second thing really has to do with they're, they're coming under a lot of pressure. Look, the Republicans want the Fed reined in. And, and there's people in the Republican Party that really are starting to think that the Fed's becoming more of a central planning authority in a way in, the, in, in setting asset prices and that they shouldn't be. So they're trying to get out of it. But the problem is interest rates are going up. Right. And, and, and the economy is slowing. So that's so the problem is, is they're having a hard time doing it. And that's going to affect guys like me how and and, and that's gonna well a couple things interest rates are starting to go up and they shouldn't be but i'm going to explain that in a second kevin first i want to take this charge this call from kelly Uh, kelsey kelsey hello kelsey get a question for us yes i do Uh, my husband and i own a home that we bought about like two years ago and we had a decent interest rate uh maybe like four percent and uh we both have good credit uh, we're under 30 in our late 20s, and we're just wondering what sh- what do you think we should do with our home loan? Do you think that we should refinance? Is now a good time, or is that going to be interpreted uh, negatively by our bank? Is that going to reflect poorly on us? No, I, I don't. I, the, the, it, refinancing typically doesn't reflect there, the, so I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, do you have a 30 year or a 15 15 year? Uh, 16. Uh, a fifteen-year loan. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. It's at four percent. Yeah. Okay. You know what I would do is I would call a mortgage broker and ask him which what you can refi right now. I su- <laughs> I suspect what I think is going to happen is I think the market has a big sell-off and I think the longer the sh- longer-term rates drop back down again gives you a little bit better uh, point to, to refinance in the next couple months. But but I would talk to a mortgage broker and just ask them what what, what the cost would be to refinance. It I, you might be able to get it clo- uh, closer to maybe three and a half percent. I haven't checked the numbers here recently because we've had such a big move up in the last three or four weeks uh, on okay. the, the refi rates. But I would definitely go. And don't worry about it affecting your credit because if you refinance it, it, it shouldn't affect the credit uh, on it. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I was worried about. Thank you very much. Okay. Good luck with that, Kelsey. Kind of a follow-up on what Kelsey was asking, though. If you're in the market maybe to buy a car right now, is this going to affect something like that as well? Shorter term? Shorter term rates haven't moved up that much. And a car loan tends to be three or four years, and they don't move as much. The ones that really make a difference are the home loans, which are the 15 and the 30 years. 
Okay. And Max Out Savings Advisors, by the way, at maxoutsavings.com, is, you guys advise people on what to do as far as their refis yeah, and, what, and when and the interest and rates and are, yes, are volatile. We can help. I tell you what, I think, look, in this zero or, or very low interest rate world where we've seen some of the lowest rates recently, mm-hmm. they've jumped up here recently, but but they've been the some of the lowest in history. And so what I would do is, <clears throat> this is this is a mistake a lot of people are making. They're sitting there and borrowing as much as they can so far into the future. And the better way to do it would be to do like Kelsey's done and do a 15-year loan. It's paid off in 15 years, and you can afford to be more aggressive on your amortization schedule because you have much lower interest rates. All these companies are a bunch of damn fools. They're all borrowing way out. Well, what if what if the economy doesn't recover? What if we go into Japan where it goes for 10 years with nothing happening? They're going to be and then interest rates go up. They're going to be saddled with higher levels of debt in the future that they're not going to be able to get out of. Instead what what you should be doing is take advantage of these low interest rates, do shorter term loans with quicker payoffs and get your and, and the, the lower interest rates let you pay down your debt. So 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 that that, that See, this is the failure of the Federal Reserve. The the Federal Reserve should have set this thing up so people come in and 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 they 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 refinance their loans, like Kelsey does. But then they go and maybe she had a thirty year and said she goes, well, look, we can afford a fifteen year now at the same price, and then in fifteen years my my loan is paid. Off. So then we pay down this massive amount of debt. The failure the Federal Reserve has done is they said, look, interest rates are going to be loaf way into the future don't worry about it so all these companies are borrowing and then and 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 they're they're borrowing way out rather than going hey well in the future interest rates could go up then they would set these loan these loans up and pay down their debt because they don't because the lower interest rates let them pay down the debt instead they're so confident that rates are going to stay low in the future that they're levering up the balance sheets many corporations are levering up the balance sheets to pay back to uh to uh to buy back stock. And so what you're going to have is you're going to have companies that are much more heavily levered. At Max Out Savings Advisors, what we're trying to do, Charles, is we're buying companies with high levels of cash that can grow through when other companies get in problems. We They use their cash to take advantage of that and grow the companies. And that that's what we're looking for. We're looking for prudent companies out there. We don't want to be with IBM levering their balance sheet up to sit there and try to buy back stock to keep the, the Ponzi scheme over there going. We want to be in companies with no debt. There's mm-hmm. a difference. There's a big difference in that. And by the way, you can get all sorts of information like this just delivered to your email. Absolutely free. It's a newsletter you can sign up for at maxoutsavings.com. Just a few minutes online and you can uh, get signed up for that. And while you're on the website, maxoutsavings.com, that's M-A-X, outsavings.com, spell it all out. Um, you can also sign up for the seminar, which is coming up Tuesday in Tuesday. The Clear Lake yeah, We don't area. do a lot of seminars, right. so if you'd like to attend... Uh you know, I'll, I'll be thrilled to meet with you, and it should be a lot of fun out there. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for it. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, yeah, Getting back to Kelsey's question, interest rates have gone up. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they've gone up from, on the 10-year from about a 185 to a 234, and now they're backing down again. But the economy is slowing. We just laid out the case. Interest rates should be falling. 
and, and, and what our thesis is going forward is I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to stay up and the Fed's going to stay tough up until we get a stock market correction because the problem they're running into is the stock market's hitting new highs, just hit new highs. Interest rates are going up and the economy is going down. What are these th- three things are wrong? And I submit to you it's going to be the market. And I think the market is in trouble that the the utility average is under the 200-day moving average. The transports are underneath the 200-day moving average. Those are more things to do with the economy, and retail sales have just been horrible. And and so that, I think, the economy is going to overwhelm the stock market, and this is why I think you've got to be real cautious in here. So, I mean, that's sort of our strategy right now. This is a unique time in history with record low interest rates, very poor growth, and one of the problems you have is you have the the, the, uh, Federal Reserve artificially pushing up asset prices, and you have the cheerleaders in Washington and on CNBC telling every everyone everything's great. We have U6 unemployment in this country at at, at 10.8%. We have the, the lowest labor partition rate in 25 plus years. People can't find jobs and we have all these cheerleaders in Washington telling us how great the economy is. It's not and understand that because if you start believing what they're saying, you're going to be heavily invested in this market when it falls apart and there's going to be trouble and you're going to lose your money. And that's why we recommend that you contact Ted Gioka and the Max Out Savings Advisors because you guys are on top of this. Yeah, that I mean and that's just that that's what we think. We we are big we're big we deal a lot with risk and try to risk manage in portfolios. And I think right now you have to have a lot more cash than normal. Mm-hmm. So if you need some help, I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your financial situation. We'll do a little financial plan, see how you're set for retirement. If you're leaving a company, uh, switching jobs, or retiring, come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. I'll be happy to meet with you. We're here in Houston, Texas. This isn't some national franchise operation or national firm running advertisements all over the country. We're here in Houston. We've been here. The show's been on for over 10 years, and it's been one of the most popular financial shows in Houston. And the best way to get a hold of you is? Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also email me at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.